Genetically modified organisms, or GMOs, are controversial in the farming and food industries, with proponents touting their durability and yield, and skeptics worrying about their effect on the environment, their safety, and the mixing of GMO and non-GMO crops in, on farms and in the food supply. Since the year 2000, there have been at least four class action lawsuits against biotech companies involving GMO crops that became improperly intermingled with other crop shipments, with three of the cases settled so far, including one about wheat in which Aventus paid about a billion dollars. Here today to talk about the impact of this kind of litigation over GMO contamination is David Schultz, environment reporter for Bloomberg BNA. David, how Hi. exactly is it that the the GMO crops end up mixed together with non-GMO crops in, in shipments? What's going on here? Well, it can happen a number of different ways. Uh, one of the um, most basic ways is that uh, you have two different fields um, neighboring each other, and there's some cross-pollination. So you, let's say you have uh, a GMO corn. Uh, the corn releases its, its pollen, and it goes across to a, a neighbor's field, and then that uh, non-GMO corn pollinates with the, the GMO corn, and it uh, creates some, some problems. But another um, more common way is that uh, you know the when farmers send their their grain to uh, grain silos for storage, uh, they're supposed to sort of keep the uh, GMO and non-GMO crops separate for export reasons because there are uh, a lot of countries that uh, have different rules about GMOs than the U.S. do does I should say, and um, but that doesn't always happen uh, the way it's supposed to, and so sometimes there's uh, or traces of GMO crops that get into these export silos and get sent to other countries, which creates uh, big problems. A very basic question. Do all GMO strains have to be approved by the Department of Agriculture, and, and what's the process? Yes, they, uh, they do. All um, GMO crops do need a USDA approval, and essentially what the USDA is looking for is to make sure that these crops won't uh, accidentally sort of grow wild and overtake non-GMO crops. So they're looking for... Uh, you know, essentially whether these crops would, would become, in essence, a weed. Uh, and, uh, you know, at this point, they've been doing these approvals for around 30 years, basically since the, the mid to late 80s. And uh, most crops do receive approval, but there are some situations where uh, GMO crops that were grown in experimental field trials and were never approved somehow uh, make their way into fields and start growing wild. And that's where you get big problems. And for example, the, the wheat case that you mentioned, that's what happened there. There was a, a experimental field trial of GMO wheat and it ended. And then 10 years later, uh, that wheat was found growing just spontaneously in a field and no one really uh, thought that could happen. And, and it caused a lot of problems for uh, Monsanto, which was the, the developer of the wheat. So uh, David, Tell us who's liable here when this kind of thing, you have different ways that it can get into non-GMO crops. Who's liable? Yeah, well, that's a big unanswered question. Uh, it could be, you know, is it the farmer? Is it the person who sold the seed? Is it this per the company that developed the seed? Uh, and frankly, we don't really know because all the lawsuits that have resulted from this have ended in settlements. So we've never had a court of law issue a ruling saying, uh, you know, Monsanto, you're at fault, or the farmer, you're at fault because you didn't, you know, plant the crops in the right way. We just don't know. And, and uh, USDA has, has not issued really any regulations on this, and, and certainly Congress is, is nowhere near ready to pass a law that would, that would make this clearer. So right now it's really unclear. It's just, a, you know, when, when these uh, biotech companies like Monsanto and Syngenta and Bayer 
and the like get sued, um, they pretty much just uh, uh, tend to go toward a settlement uh, and avoid a, a judgment. David, what's the best hope for prov- providing some of that certainty? Is it the the regulatory process? Is it is it uh, uh, you know eventually getting a court ruling instead of a settlement? Yeah. How are we going to get out of this box? Well, I think that the there's a, a current a big class action lawsuit that's ongoing right now against the the Swiss company Syngenta, which is a maker of, of a lot of GMO um, products and. In that instance, uh, what drove that incident was an incident where uh, Syngenta's GMO corn ac- accidentally got into shipments from the U.S. to China, and Chinese authorities discovered that. Uh, they cut off all U.S. shipments of corn. So in essence, the, for uh, a couple years after this happened, we, U.S. farmers could not export their product to China. That caused the price collapse. It hurt a lot of businesses, and those farmers whose businesses were hurt then sued Syngenta. And this is a really unique case because in this instance, Syngenta had received all the USDA approvals that it needed, and so that there were no problems with them growing the crop in the U.S., just what happens when it gets exported to China. So depending on how that lawsuit plays out, it could really influence, um, you know, even if you get all the approvals you need, if you mess up, uh, you know, export markets, you might still be liable, uh, depending on how the case goes. Although if it goes to a settlement, then I guess we still won't really know. And David, to, just to be clear, it was Monsanto that paid the billion dollar or so. That's right. Uh, it yeah. was Monsanto that paid it in the wheat case. Mm-hmm. Okay, well, thank you to David Schultz, environment reporter for Bloomberg BNA.